It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! I've <laughs> been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Matt from the Morning Side Hug, and we've got a special show for you this morning that pulls some fun segments from both of our morning shows, the Morning Side Hug and Church Nerds. It's the first ever installment of the Back Row Morning Show Mixtape. Today you'll hear both Mo and myself from the Morning Side Hug and Bubba and Anna from Church Nerds as we recap some of our best discussions centered around COVID-19 and this strange new world 2020 has brought us into. Our segments will alternate all show long. And if you're a fan of Church Nerds but have never listened to the Morning Side Hug or vice versa, we hope to give you a taste of each so you might become a regular listener to both of our back row morning shows. So without further ado, I will see the airwaves to the Church Nerds. Well, welcome back to Church Nerds, and today we are talking about high-low, or as we like to call them, happies and crappies. Um, That's where we take a look at the best and the worst, and in this case, we're talking about quarantine, because that is the thing that everybody has been dealing with. And like you, we know that we're in it. We're about sick and tired of talking about it. But what we want to know is what worked and what didn't work. So those are some of the things that we're going to talk about. Let's talk about the crappies. So these are some of the things that we personally have found difficult about the shelter-in-place lifestyle that we have been living that we are ready to ditch. It's... Uh, we, I think we mentioned this several episodes ago, but it is not shelter in place. Because remember I told you you had to tape your doors if it was shelter in place. Well, it's not quarantine. This is... It's self-isolation. Yeah. Quarantine is when you legit cannot go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. And you're like... Because yep. you've been exposed. Right. That's quarantine. This is not that. This is all voluntary. Yeah. It's fine. Well, for some people. Oof. But anyway, yeah. what's been hard? So... I got a big one. I'm just going to start it off. Yeah, it is big. It's it, it's it, it just keeps getting bigger. It just does. I am ready for a haircut. <laughs> it guys, it is rough in the streets. I want to say thank you first of all to everyone who has seen me on a Zoom call or um, a Skype session or any kind of video chat and has not mentioned the hairband that I've been wearing. So it started out as one of our daughter's pink mm-hmm. headbands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that all of a sudden I just started seeing you wearing it everywhere. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And because you just cannot handle the no. hair No, everywhere. it's too much. I was on a Love Thy Nerd staff meeting call the other day and they were like, they brought it up because those guys are buttholes sometimes and they want to <laughs> point stuff out. 
And so they were like, hey, what's up with your headband? <laughs> and I was like, well, you're three weeks late to the party. You've seen this headband. That's true. <laughs> um, but I was like, it, it's long. It's very long. And I pulled it down and my hair goes, I almost put my hair in my mouth, rolling it forward. That is too long. Long enough to actually grow out bangs, which is one of the most notoriously annoying processes for girls who get who have that moment where they're like, oh, I think bangs would be cute. Spoiler alert. Ugh, I think bangs are cute. I love them and never regret them. And I am not being like ironic or funny or anything. I love bangs. I, I love them on you. But I don't want them. Every once in a while, I have to grow them out because it's hot because the summertime, you know, and the growing out process is yeah. the worst part of it. And you've been through it now. Yeah. I mean, so I'm glad we have that in common. I said for weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm like one week away from shaving my head and <laughs> I am, don't, don't I am, it. I'm still, oh, I'm no. still one week away from shaving my head. Okay. So that's one thing I did give you everybody. He's not wearing a pink one anymore. I bought him a black like fitness exercise one. It's almost like cool you didn't man. You buy me headband. one. You had it. I stole it from you. I bought you one. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I oh, did. did you lose the other one? Well, the uh, one got lost, so I bought you an identical one. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yes, yeah, it, that's I, what happened. It was tighter. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. I thought you just washed it. Nope. <laughs> I straight up. You're like, hey, your assignment today is to make me a headband. Yeah, which you like, could have done. Here you go, H-E-B. Here's my money. Oh, well. I'm not making a headband right now. I also, just real quick, it's not doing any favors to my hairline. Um, because the headband? Yeah, that's another you think reason you're losing your hair. No, I know that I am. Oh. I don't, I don't think I'm losing it forever. It's not like friction burn or anything, but I think, you know, it just, it pulls mm. back on the hair. Hey, stop. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we don't have to keep talking about that. It, okay. it is what it is. I need my barber back. I can deal with my beard because I mean, I'm a mountain man. All right. You know, you know me. I wouldn't define you as a mountain man. But well, that's... you don't have to. I will do that. Okay. Okay. Whatever. I'm a man's man. Okay. And so I can deal with my beard. That's fine. The mop top. Can't. <laughs> well, you know what? Also can just stay behind mm -hmm. and may not, but probably, it probably would be not, awesome it if could. it would. Is all of the polarizing, like, hashtag COVID conversations yep. that are, I mean, everybody just has really a big opinions. And it's all these things that they're like public safety versus economic, like economy versus yeah. environment versus, you know, just, um, you know, small business or farmers or whatever it is. And, and and like nobody agrees, nobody knows what's going on, yeah. and it just gets very heated very quickly. You either love people or you hate people. You either people want everybody to, to be rich other. or you want everybody to be poor. It's like there there is no like middle ground. Your body is more people people are more important than your paycheck. Yeah. Um, but then people are in depression and killing themselves and all kinds of different yeah. things that like it's hard it's hard to factor in all of the things mm -hmm. when you're just having a conversation, but somebody always gets hurt. Like that's the always it's just yes. and I'm just done I, yeah. It's annoying. Ready for that to be done. Yeah. Let's I don't want to say get back to some understanding because, you know, party lines are not going anywhere for a while. It, well, 
and that's the weird thing about it is that <laughs> rolling into an election all year of here. this has been it always goes on about something but this has been like fruit basket upset oh yeah in that people who were definitely all on the same side are now like pitted against each other like they they loved Trump. Now they hate Trump or, you know, well, vice versa. We're or seeing it in the Christian crazy. community a lot. And I know a lot of the listeners are seeing it as well, because if you even go to a church, you have seen these people in your Facebook feed or Twitter mm-hmm. or wherever. Um, it's you are either living in fear or you're living in faith. And so what's happening is the church body itself is being pitted against itself. Yeah. And that that was one thing that I added to this list is like, I am so over that because I've been sewing masks, so many masks. Obviously, I'm going to wear one yeah. when I go into public to yeah. do my grocery shopping. The library, I, I was there today, and there's a lot of places that are like, if you come here, please, yeah, please wear a mask. So I have them, obviously. I'm going to wear them. And but it's like when I'm around certain people and I have a mask on, I am judged that I'm living in fear somehow. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not really what's happening right now. Yeah. Thanks for giving me the benefit of the <laughs> doubt, though. I appreciate yeah. that. It's annoying. And it's I don't want to say hurtful because I just <laughs> like my identity is not tied up in necessarily what somebody thinks because I'm wearing a mask. But it is like just one more draining thing Mm -hmm. you know yeah these are conversations that can go the way of the dodo bird which is to be a flight attendant pilot and airlines extraordinaire in animal crossing so yeah well then i'm never gonna play it again (laughs) um yeah how about uh the thing that i am ready to be rid of is no small group meetings yeah and no game nights uh it has been that's not 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 having fun not having our community stuff and we've done Sucks okay. We've big done okay. Time. Like we've done better than some people. But it man, I miss that. Yeah. It's hard. We love our people. We love them. We really do. Yes. And crazy they love us. I can't figure it out. <laughs> um but we do. And we've actually seen a lot of them over this time period. We've they've done a lot of drive-bys and we've met with them and you know, we we actually just had one of the couples over the other night. Um it's, Spontaneously, they yeah, just pretty, stopped by yes. with some DQ because that's what we like about Texas. <laughs> and um, you know, it was it was really great to get to sit down and and talk. And we have talked, but to sit down together mm-hmm. and talk and mm-hmm. break bread and just have fellowship, like we really lean into the word koinonia. And I won't give you a, a huge Greek lesson, but that's my favorite word in any language. It means intentional fellowship. And that's what our life group is, is intentional fellowship. There's literally a plaque that one of our members made that hangs above our kitchen that says, welcome to the Koinonia house. And it's because of the intentionality that we have in our group. And that's what's helped us through all of this is knowing that the moment we can come back and do these things, that we will. That it's not going to be a chore for us to go back to meeting together. I think the word commune was thrown around once or twice. I'm always down for a good commune conversation. Yeah. For sure. Well, I also kind of asked around a little bit uh, about other people because some of the things that we love or hate about 
this whole process. People yeah. are on the opposite end of that. Yeah, just because our opinion is the only one that matters doesn't mean that we don't want to hear <laughs> well, what other people are talking ours. about. It's ours. That's all we can say about it. Yeah. But <laughs> obviously one of the things that we heard over and over and over again was like, Ugh, not being able to have like church, church. We yeah. hate this. Online church is the worst. <laughs> but um, I think... We've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec. <laughs> I watched a just, lot of... Just actually finished it again. I think... I mean, we haven't hated online church, but I think for many people, yeah. it's it's just not enough. It's not enough. That's fair for a lot of people. That's fair. And I think I can resonate that with that some in that. Now I hadn't been to live worship in months yeah. before all this started because, like I said, children's wing, and yep. so I don't get to do that. But, um, man, like standing in the same room and worshiping with people, yeah, has like that's been hard to not have yeah and not just for me for like lots and lots of people lots of people are tired of zoom meetings lots of people are tired of you know just all the skype stuff and especially kids with teachers like all the zoom meeting yes it's for their children it's overwhelming um and there are a lot of people who have had a hard time and i don't think it's selfish but like Social calendars have all been put on hold and dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people who find that they can express their identity in certain social situations, such as dancing or game nights or, you know, things like that. All that's been it's non-essential, except for a lot of people, they don't feel it, that it is non-essential for a lot of people that feels like it's very important in order to keep up their mental, like emotional well-being. And um, and then what makes it even harder is when you see like you're trying to give up those things because you're being told that's the right thing to do. But then you see people around you who aren't yeah. who are just like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And yep. then you have all this judgment like yeah. I'm giving it up. Why are you not giving Absolutely, it up? Yeah. And your like older brother to the prodigal comes out a little yes. bit. Yep. I found myself doing that. Um, people are ready to eat in restaurants again. Big time. And big time people are. Which, I mean, I I went to Burger King hundreds of times. It's on my way to the church. Like during this? Yeah. The drive-in was open. Well, now I'm judging you. I would so. I would much rather go through the drive-thru than go into Burger King. So <laughs> That's always a better idea. Yeah. Um, lo- here's one. Lots of people miss hugs. Um, yes. Our pastor is a hugger. Yeah. Big time. I don't. I don't miss him. Yeah, we haven't hugged since this whole thing started. Nope. Not once. (laughs) Like, I don't, there's somebody posting a GIF or something where it's like somebody running behind somebody, like (laughs) in a sneaky fashion. Yeah. And then ambush hug attacking them. They're like, this is me after quarantine. And I'm like, please don't. (laughs) Please don't do that to me. I don't want to do that. Do you remember seeing the movie Demolition Man? We have it. If not, we can can watch that basically documentary (laughs) from the future. Um, you know, they they have a whole system of no physical touch mm-hmm. based on germ theory. On, yeah. Yeah, virology and stuff like that. Like, it's it's crazy. Do you think? No, there's just no way. I don't there know. There are people I don't know. who need I to touch think, people. Well, see, and also. Well, actually, all people need to touch people. That's documented. Also, we had that toilet paper scare, right? And they have the three shells. 
And like that's a whole, that's a whole thing in that movie. It's like now are, I need to watch this again. You're three, right. What are the three shells? I think it's a fancy bidet. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, but it has to be. Like, you just look at that, and I'm like, I know that there are some people that think that oh, we're just never gonna touch again. I don't think that that's it. But I think things will be different going forward. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's like you know, flights after 9/11 were never the same. I think that intimacy after COVID is going to change. I don't know that it's going to be necessarily as drastic. But I think that it will well, change a little bit. We've seen a little bit of change. So, so, like, younger moms do not appreciate people kissing their babies. And, you know, and that's been generational. Yeah. That's been changing slowly but surely. So maybe we see that carry forward a little bit into I, adult I think so. I think we will. Um, but, I mean, hey, these are just some of the things. This is a very small, non-exhaustive sampling, list. one could say. Ooh, sampling. Yes. Do you yeah. like that one? Um, I don't hate it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But these are just a few things that we personally and also from our community would like to see go away. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. Thank you. Quarantine. Um, Bye, Rona. Get out of here. Yes. Shake the dust. Shake the dust. Yes. That's the the spiritual way to say it. Them haters out of here. the morning side hug a back row morning show here on backrowradio.com i'm matt and i'm mo and well you know what it's that time it's that time to talk about the coronavirus and all the weird things we're starting to get used to that seem to make no sense Mm. mo what kicked off this this uh topic for for us (laughs) when we were kicking around show ideas (laughs) Well, what kicked it off was I was watching television and a commercial came on for a certain fast food restaurant who has an ad for contactless delivery. You can name names. It's okay. Burger King. <laughs> um, and I've experienced this as we've gone through the Taco Bell drive through We've gone through the Burger King drive through a couple times. And I've seen their whole contact contactless delivery and how they are approaching it and it just makes very little sense to me so i don't think i've actually seen that in in a fast food restaurant so what what happens okay so what happens is you are given your food through a through the window on a tray in the bag okay so from that tray, you take your bag and you put it into your car and you go home, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is, I'm sure, great. I'm now receiving my bag from a tray instead of from your hand. Sure. Got it. However, once I start to go through that bag, I'm going to come in contact, probably with my hands, the food at which you prepared, hopefully with your hands. <laughs> And so, therefore, the contactless delivery that was so important is now null and void because the contact preparation <laughs> outweighs the contactless delivery. Yeah, it's, it's essentially just keeping you from the possibility of bumping fingers with mm-hmm. the person handing you the food. Exactly. Which, <laughs> they are the one that bagged it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if they have germs on their hands, their germs will be on that bag as you open it up. Exactly. They all touched it, building it together. They all wrapped it up. They all put it in the bag. And just because in that last instance, you didn't accidentally bump knuckles mm-hmm. with <laughs> the mm-hmm. drive through person. I, so. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, all of our food Safety. service people wear gloves, right? Mm-hmm. And they wear gloves because that's supposed to be healthier. It's supposed to be safer when preparing our foods. Well, if it's safe enough for them to prepare my food then it should be safe enough for me to receive it from their hand and not possibly contact. Right, because it does start to give you that implication of, why are they so unsanitary? Exactly. That they can't hand me the bag. Exactly. (laughs) And why am I okay with them making my food? So, uh, I was watching a Domino's commercial. Okay. And... uh, there's two aspects of this commercial that got me thinking how ridiculous this is. The first one was that the main part of this commercial was them talking about how uh, the last time human hands touch your pizza, our hands touch your pizza, is before we put it into a you know 600 degree oven or whatever it is. Uh, from there, and it shows you know after that it gets on the pizza paddle right into the box, cut it with this big thing that your hands never touch the pizza, close the box. And take it. I'm like, okay. That's normal. I mean, that's, of course you're not going to touch it with your hands. It's hot at that point. Right. So I get that. But you're touching the box. Mm -hmm. You're touching the pizza cutter. (laughs) I mean, there's. And we've been told that these germs spread quickly (laughs) and they they remain on surfaces. Uh Including cardboard. Yeah. (laughs) And, but then they talked about contactless delivery. But they wouldn't show what that was. They just said, and we now offer contactless delivery. And so you have to think in your mind, the reason why they wouldn't show that, if they're showing every other aspect of it and then focusing on contact delivery, but they won't show that, is because it would look terrible. Mm -hmm. Because essentially, the only way it could be done is, we're going to drop your pizza on the floor outside your house, Mm -hmm. and then you can come get it. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's like a hostage situation where you're like, all right, drop the pizza. Kick yeah. it over to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. <laughs> We've, no. we, so we have opted for, because, you know, when you order your pizza online, you can click. Well, maybe you don't know. But when you order your pizza online, you can select for contactless delivery. Oh, okay? I did notice that. Yeah. Because okay. that's how I knew we, we ordered some yesterday. Yeah. So we've done that once. in. All this floor redoing and house renovation, my kitchen, every piece of furniture is in my kitchen. Mm. So there is no making any food, any meals right now. (laughs) So we've got this whole contactless delivery thing down to a science at this point. We know what it looks like for each restaurant. But because we were in the middle of doing the floor, we decided, you know what? We're going to do contactless delivery this time, even though it's ridiculous and silly it's just convenient to not have to stop what we're doing to see somebody, you know, and exchange pleasantries. Just drop the pizza. We'll get it when we when we have a free second. Right. And I totally went back to Home Alone where he's playing the, the video recording oh, right. and yeah. just leave it there, you know, and the kid 
anyway. Leave it at the door and get out of here. Yeah, that's exactly what I went to. Like, as my kids are watching through the window, because they're not helping with the floor, and I'm like, guys, stop. Just leave the delivery person alone. Is he sick? Right? But again, they had to hold our pizza, (laughs) set it down with their hands, and we which went and picked it up and carried it into our home with our hands. So truly, it's not contactless. That, of course, absolutely silly. A couple other silly things. Uh, You know, we, we heard, I think a lot of us heard the news stories a few weeks ago of like people that are out surfing in the middle of the ocean alone. Police coming and like arresting them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, how could you get more safe from coronavirus than being in the middle of the ocean by yourself? Yeah. Not just six feet from anybody, but hundreds of feet Mm -hmm. away from anybody. And yet, that's got to be stopped. That's got to be put to an end. Um, Instead, we have, like we talked about, New Mexico, we're going to have to be wearing masks now in all public gatherings, inside and outside. But they also kind of expect you to wear it pretty much all the time. And so if you go to a park and there are other people at the park, you're expected to be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not within six feet of these people, outdoors, we had our governor talking about, look, and I don't, I don't dislike our governor all that much. I disagree with her on a lot, but I do believe that in most cases she's genuine with what she's saying Mm -hmm. i believe she's doing what she thinks is correct Mm -hmm. but that being said she had she had brought up that some that people had brought up that that idea of why would we need to wear it outdoors if we're not like like if it's a big area where we're all on top of each other sure but if we're just like outdoors at a park why would we need to wear a mask when we're not going to be in close contact with people and we have the open air so, well, the droplets could blow. Well, yes. Okay, sure. But that could happen anywhere. Someone could sneeze in a room, you know, of a house and we walk into it five minutes later and it could still exactly. be there. You can't, <laughs> you can't account for every stray air droplet in the world and thus meaning we need to wrap ourselves in cellophane so we don't get some invisible droplet. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's just, there's a limit to how far we need to go when it comes to, you know, protecting ourselves versus being sane individuals. Mm-hmm. One of those is wearing a mask while you're alone driving in your car. Have you seen these people? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Typically, though, it's those people that are completely, fully decked out. Like, they've got their mask. They've got their glove. I've seen people with hairnets, which to me, I'm not, I I don't follow that one. I don't understand. But at this point, like, we should all just be issued hazmat suits to wear. Yeah. Let's all walk around in uh, astronaut outfits. So. I mean, that's what we're, what, what it's coming to. Um. Wearing gloves, we talked about like in food service, makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Wearing gloves out in public doesn't make as much sense unless you're changing your gloves out every so often. Mm -hmm. Every like 10 minutes. Yeah. Because as soon as you touch something, 
It's just as if it was on your hand. Exactly. Now it's on your glove. Mm -hmm. You can touch your face. It's on your face. That glove doesn't kill the germs. And what on your fingers is going to get you sicker? Like if you got the germ on your finger as opposed to the glove, it's not like that germ is going to seep in through the pad of your finger. Mm -hmm. You're going to touch your face and it's going to get in that way. Well, the same thing will happen if you touch your face with a glove on. You're touching your phone, which is the nastiest thing on your person, touching all kinds of stuff at the store, and you think you're safe, and it's not changing a dang thing. And in fact, could be made worse because you can't really clean the gloves. Oh, you can yeah. wash your hands, mm-hmm. sanitize your hands. Can't really do that with the gloves. I That has been one of the things that's like, Really? When I see it happen, people using hand sanitizer on their gloves. Like, their gloves have just become a part of their body now, and they're hand sanitizing their gloves. And I'm like... You you could have done that already. What? With your hands. Yeah. So there there was a big stink. We I think that in the past we've talked about this Facebook page, but we have a a Facebook page for our town. You bring it up a lot, actually, on the show. (laughs) I think I've only done it a small handful of times. So you can hush. (laughs) But we have a a Facebook page for our town here, and it's just, it's a lot of drama. It's exactly what you think it would be. Exactly. (laughs) An unmonitored, terrible garbage fest. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And the few sane voices getting shouted down by nutjobs. Exactly. So when all of this started happening, it was a big... You know, fast food restaurants are wearing gloves. Why is why aren't the employees at Walmart expected to wear gloves? And it was that exact mentality of how many people do you think they come in contact with throughout their day, throughout their eight-hour shift, they're going to have to change their gloves every single time they have a new customer. Yeah. Every single time. Because I am picking up things and putting them into my cart and then putting them on the belt. And that person is then picking up the same items that I have touched with my hands to ring them up and bag them. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to bag someone else's items with the same gloves. No, no. It is just easier to not wear gloves, have a huge Purell hand sanitizer pump next to her register. And after each customer hand sanitize easier and much cleaner yes in the long run uh so the other thing sticking with supermarkets have you gone to a supermarket like uh, i think our albertson's has it where they have the plastic covering now over Hmm. the buttons yes what does that do i don't know (laughs) i don't know other than it's preserving the the atm right thing i mean it looks great under there The only thing I can think of that might be slightly more beneficial is that it might be easier to clean. To wipe down. But I never see them do that. I know. (laughs) I've been standing in lines long, deep into the aisles. And Mm -hmm. I haven't seen one person come up there with a spray bottle or a wipe. Right. In between customers. So (laughs) it's essentially just like instead of getting the germs on the buttons, we'll get the germs on the coverings on the buttons. Yeah. But either way, germs are still there. Not doing any good. It, it, Yeah. (laughs) I've, from the first time that I saw it, I was like, why? Why? Who thought that this was a good idea? Okay, I'm, there's nothing I can say or do about it. I'm going with it, but whatever. <laughs> whatever, guys. I've seen a lot of, like, the plexiglass 
mm-hmm. that they put up in between cashiers. Now, some of these places, I, I think that works great. Absolutely. Like fast food places uh, where they have it up there where they just kind of have a slot to stick their hand out and give you the food. Mm-hmm. That's great because you're keeping your face and your germs up high. It's going to hit the window if you sneeze or whatever. That's great. But like at Albertsons, it's on the stand and the only place they can set it up because of the way these things have been built for centuries is that the cashier section is right in front of the person Mm -hmm. without the glass. And Mm -hmm. there's no way to put that glass there. So they just have it sitting over next to them. In front of the area where they put all the groceries yep. for the other person to grab and bag, nobody's standing there. Yeah, there's nothing to. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing to protect. That yep. So what's uh, the most annoying about you know plexiglass is when you've got your cashier who is already soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Is also now wearing a mask <laughs> and is behind this plexiglass per- partition between you and you and her. Mm-hmm. And there's one lady at Lowe's who fits this description perfectly. And at the customer service desk, they have those. I think at every register, actually, they have them. But we've been to customer service a lot in the last month or so. <laughs> so... And that's where she's always working. And I always try my hardest to stand behind the plexiglass so that I can, you know. Play along. Do my <laughs> my right citizen task. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I have to always pop my head kind of to the side around the plexiglass, you know, just so that I can actually hear what she's saying. And I can see it on the other three customer service workers, their face as they're looking at me like, there's a window there for a reason. Get behind the little window. No, I can't hear what she's saying to me. I'm not able to understand the instructions (laughs) she's giving me because she's so soft-spoken. We need to have the bank teller set up where we have that like little metal grid in the middle where we can speak through. Yes. Still kind of protects the germs. (laughs) <laughs> so difficult. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's why places like who do that on a regular basis, they almost have an intercom system set yeah. up. Because you can't hear through that stuff. <laughs> it's true. It's hard enough to hear with the muffling of, of the, the mask. mask yeah. I mean, I was watching the president's, uh, one of the most re- more recent president things. President, What are they called? Briefings. There we go. Daily briefings on the COVID-19 crisis. And they were in the question part. And there was a lady trying to ask questions through the mask. Donald Trump's like, you're going to have to take it off. I can't hear you. <laughs> and she took it off. And because they're outdoors and sitting six feet apart from everybody, she said it again. And he's just like, I can't hear what she's saying. Do you hear what she's saying? <laughs> the guy on camera. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> That's how I feel at Lowe's every time. I can't hear what she's saying. Do you hear what she's saying? I can't hear what she's saying. Poor Chris has hearing loss. And so he just kind of looks at me for interpretation every time. He's just going about life smiling and nodding. He is. He is. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. It's so... So... What do, you, what do you time. think about, I want to ask I want to ask your opinion. What do okay. you think about the mask requirements overall? Okay. Are you in the camp of, yeah, okay, let's get it done. 
and hopefully this will help and eventually we won't have to do it anymore. Are you in the camp of this is the government starting to muzzle us? There seems to be some pretty big extremes and there's a lot of people in our area, at least, and I'm sure everywhere, that are like, I am never wearing a mask. I don't care what you say mm-hmm. because it's tyranny. Mm-hmm. Do you lie at either end or somewhere in the middle? I guess like everything else in life, I'm in the middle. I mean, and I don't even like saying that I'm in the middle because I'm, I don't know, I'm above both of them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in the middle. I'm higher. I'm on a higher plane. So here's the thing. I watched, I watched the governor, the governor's speech, her address, whatever, um, we have been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for businesses to open, for retail spaces to open. You yeah. know, that's like been the biggest thing. Why can't, why why can Walmart be open, but small businesses can't? And why can this be open, but this can't? Okay, she heard you. She's opening small, any retail space, anything that sells a good, she's opening. But you're going to have to wear a mask. Right. And to me, more things are open. That means greater exposure. Yeah. More people are going to come out. If I have to wear a mask to protect myself, to protect my family, to protect the person in front of me in line, then I'm going to wear a mask. I'm not going to throw a fit about it. I'm not going to stomp my feet and scream about it. If I don't want to wear a mask, I'm going to stay home. Yeah. It's just that simple. I I have a really difficult time with anybody that's like, you can't tell me what to do. Right. Well, (laughs) I mean. We kind of can't. The problem is, is that a lot of these, a lot of the people that are doing this that I've noticed anyway, are also believers. I'm like, well, I mean, we're we're supposed to be following what our our leaders tell us to do. Exactly. As long as it's not against our faith. Wearing a mask isn't against your faith. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think I, that's been the hardest thing for me in all of this. It's just the great amount of Christians who are so up in arms yeah. about everything that's happening, you right. know? And they're going to worst case scenario every time. Well, mm-hmm. if you decide not to get tested, then they're going to take your kids and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Okay, then just get tested. What's the harm? If they're requiring that you get tested for some reason, get tested. Chris and Cannon have been tested. They've had to, Chris has had to go to a doctor's appointment and he took Cannon with him. The two of them have been tested. Cool. Two out of my five family members are not positive for COVID 19. Do you know what? And it's just one of those things that's like, we can get up in arms about this and get up in arms about everything else that comes across. Or we can take it as what it is. We can comply as long as we're not being forced to do something, like you said, that goes against our faith, something that puts our family in harm. For Pete's sake, everything that they're asking is well-intended. Right. Most, pretty much everything is just overly cautious stuff. Not necessarily, like... (sighs) What's uh, liberty uh, destroying? Right. Uh, I mean, it's not, we're not at the point yet where anybody's like forcing vaccines on people or anything. Mm-hmm. Even the president 
uh, in that same briefing that I talked about, you know, mentioned, you know, we'll get the vaccines out. But, you know, some people might not want to take the vaccine. That's okay, but we have to have it available for everybody, that kind of thing. Basically saying it's going to be like a flu vaccine. Yeah. It'll be available. You're going to be highly encouraged to get it, but it's not going to be a forced situation. Right. Those situations might pop up, pop, pop down the line. Who knows? And we do have cases of, you know, governors that have like restricted gun sales and all kinds of weird things that don't really have anything to do with the situation that we're in now. Those things, case by case basis, get upset about it. Sure. Yeah. But just overall things that are well-intentioned and designed to, I mean, whether they, whether we think they're going to work the way they should work or not. They're at least designed to be a help. Yeah. And so masks are not really supposed to be protecting you. They're supposed to be protecting others. Mm -hmm. And so you're wearing it because, of course, we know that you can have this and not even know it. Mm -hmm. And so it's not so much about they're trying to make you be healthy. or They're trying to keep you from infecting other people. And it's just a it's a bit of still in that mode of we're all in this together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of look at it that way and just realize this is kind of a small sacrifice that is meant to be temporary, it might be longer than we want it to be. Mm -hmm. It might be, you know, a standard kind of operating procedure for maybe a year or more until we actually get a a vaccine, which hopefully we will. Um, But it's not, this is not the hill to die on. I know. Especially for, (laughs) for religious reasons. Yeah. I had a friend who posted on Facebook about how, you know, we tend, we just, maybe it's human nature that we just tend to get angry. We just tend to get frustrated and and take up arms against things, thinking that people are always against us. We were angry that retail spaces were closed. We were angry that we couldn't go shopping when we wanted to. We were angry that we couldn't go to a restaurant, that we couldn't worship, we couldn't go to church. Okay, those restrictions, there's still going to be limitations on them, but, you know, they're being lifted for the most part. Right. We got a phased plan. Exactly. That'll eventually get us back to some semblance of normalcy. But it's requiring something of you. And because it's requiring something of you, you know, you now want to throw a fit about that. Right. Instead of seeing the positive in it, instead of seeing something to be happy about, okay, great, we're, we're getting back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. We're able to go shopping, you know. Instead of just Walmart and Target, we're able to go to smaller businesses. We're able to go back to church. Is it going to look different? Yes. Are are all of our friends going to be there? Probably not, because there are restrictions and limitations as to how many people can be in the building at one time. Yeah. But there are going there. Things are changing. Things are being lifted, and that's something to be happy about. That's mm-hmm. something to be excited about. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. What I'm saying is for, in the long run anyway, is mm-hmm. for um, for Donald Trump, a lot of people on the conservative side have looked and said, yes, Donald Trump has not handled this perfectly. And every now and then he says something stupid and easily misinterpreted. And he doesn't always make the right decisions. But overall, we think he's trying to do the best he can. And he's done as good as probably anybody else in the position would be given this situation. Apply that same thought logic to most government officials. Oh, yeah. Even if they're on the opposite political spectrum from you and they're coming at this thinking in a different mindset, you can't just assume that everything is 
just all selfish political nonsense from our governors and from everything else. Assume that they also want normalcy at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, sure, there are other <laughs> there are some that the case can be made. No, they're definitely just power hungry right. uh, dictators in training. But <laughs> but for the most part, don't don't attribute to malice what can be tr- attributed to ignorance or you know just different ideas. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that <laughs> that they're trying to take everything away. That's what that's the big thing. Like with our governor, is I've been I. Again, I don't agree with our governor on so many things, mm-hmm. but I I have not seen in this entire process her being political about yeah. this. If anything, I really believe that she believes what she's doing is going to help in the long run. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people, including a lot of people that I consider close friends, who are going nuts. I know. Just saying that she is just cussing her out and... That they're destroying the country, you know, just going full bore. Yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I think the way that Christians, <laughs> I'm with you 100%. I think the way that Christians are handling this is going to be our ultimate test on our testimony. Mm-hmm. How are we handling this? Because either we're handling it with, uh, you know, a small amount of fear, sure, but a whole lot of faith, knowing that in the end, God is the one that's in control. Yeah. Regardless of any decision that the president makes or that our governors make or police officers, state police, whatever, regardless of of anything that can happen to us because of choices we make, God is in control. Yeah. He is in control of all of this. And that's where our faith needs to lie. Instead of getting so frustrated and up in arms and going against every character of a Christian... <laughs> By attacking our leaders in office. You know, that just makes me sad. Who are all in a situation that they've never been in before. Exactly. <laughs> it, it breaks my... I had somebody tell me, you know, I really wasn't for or against Trump until this and the way that he's handled he's handled all of this. And I looked at them and I said, how is it any different than how he's handled anything? Yeah. Anything. And the person was like, well, he's just been a little more... Some of the things that he said... Yeah. Again, how is it any yeah, different? He's still, than, still saying stupid. It things is still now. Trump. <laughs> and to be totally honest, he's, I'd rather have someone. No yeah, I'd rather have someone who I. <laughs> he's going to say exactly what he's feeling and thinking instead I of mean, someone who's hiding there, their. There is a bit of <laughs> a refreshing aspect. It kind of it. is. It kind of is. But it, at the same time, there are times when I see him tweet things. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Put one person between you and the phone <laughs> to just kind of give you some advice. You got to have your mo that's there to say, hey, go check this. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the I guess the thing that I'm worried about is, is this first Sunday, here in New Mexico anyway, first Sunday back will probably be for most churches this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so... We're supposed to be wearing masks. Yeah. The exception is for people who are speaking. Mm-hmm. That's what the governor said. So everyone's supposed to be wearing masks. But we know that a lot of the anti-mask people, our church-going people mm-hmm. as well, are we going to have like weird showdowns in our churches as the leaders who are having to follow the government order are having to say, look, you have to put on a mask? 
or you have to leave. See, here's the thing. <laughs> and I, Chris and I had a long discussion about this the other night. I personally, if I were a pastor or if I were in a leadership position making these decisions, you know, if I was somebody of any importance whatsoever, <laughs> um, I don't think that I would be opening my church doors. Yeah. I think I would keep things the way that they are. We could do drive-in church. We could, you know, plan certain types of out-of-the-box fellowships, you know, where we're not gathering in a closed space together. We're not having to really enforce those rules that have so many people angry and frustrated. And I'm not having to stop at a limit. I'm not having to have people counting as they're coming in the door and then yeah. shut the doors and say, sorry, we've met our max. You should have been here early. You know, yeah. to me, that's the one thing that a church never wants to do. Right. A church never wants to turn away people. We never want to say, sorry, we're, I even feel like on a regular Sunday, if some crazy instance happened where we've met our fire quota, mm-hmm. chances are a church isn't going to be counting and it, sadly isn't going to turn somebody away if they've met that quota. It just rarely happens. Right. You know? Right. But I think there's going to be a lot of churches that do. In order to just meet together, in order to open up their doors and get back to some sort of normalcy, they're going to try and comply to all these rules. And I think it's going to hurt a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hurt a lot of feelings, but it's going to hurt a lot of people. It's going to turn a lot of people away in a time where feelings are already so, emotions are already so heightened. People are scared and they're worried and they're fearful and they're trying to attach on to some amount of normalcy. And now the one place that they're able to go, they may not be able to go. Mm. They're going to be turned away or they're not wearing their masks. And so they're going to be asked to leave the sanctuary. You know, it's just... For me, if I were a pastor, I would just say, we're going to stick with drive-in church, guys. (laughs) Well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting as we try to... It's it's still not going to be normal for a long time. Right. But as we're trying to get back into step-by-step normalcy, Mm -hmm. it's going to be weird. It's been weird already. It's going to keep being weird. Mm -hmm. All right. We talked about that enough. We'll be back in a few with more of the side hug. Right here on the back row radio. <laughs> morning. Morning side hug. Right here on the side hug morning. Here radio back. <laughs> I'm tired. Here. <laughs>
to your crappies. Happies and crappies. Happies and crappies. Not high-low, which is the tired church camp phrase. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Maybe it's not tired, but I'm tired of it. I don't even know. Maybe they still use that? I think they do. Because I'm starting to think Maybe of like... Maybe it's a generational thing. Well, and that's the thing, right? It's like I'm thinking... Maybe it's like out with Gideon Bibles. I'm thinking maybe maybe church counselors now learn that in orientation, maybe? This has a thing, been a thing that was know. done. Anyway, okay. So it's easy to think about... Like we listed a few, but there's probably like a billion um, that we could have named and we didn't because things... Have just been challenging. But and also those things are Voldemort. <laughs> but the thing about pressure is that it develops things in us. This is a spiritual, biblical concept that the testing of your faith develops perseverance and it builds our like character. Like in Calvin and Hobbes, his dad, anytime he makes him do something horrible, he's like, it builds character. And he's I like, love that you made an immediate jump from the Bible to, to Calvin, Calvin and, and Hobbes. Hobbes. I this think is it's why, natural. This is, why we, this is why we're married. This so, is it. yeah. Anyway, I think that we've seen some things good come out of this and so what do we want to carry forward are they things that we had that are new things that we discovered are there or are they things that we're rediscovering that we didn't know we'd been missing kind of thing Mm. um there's i think there's a little little bit of both so well 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 um well why don't you start it off because you i mean i'm i i came up with a lot of uh, a lot of the ideas for lamenting um (laughs) You're negative. Well, yeah, anti- If I'm being honest, it was harder to come up with the positive things. I think there's one thing that almost every person I talk to has said. Nobody misses being, like, running at breakneck pace all the time. Yes, this whole time frame has forced us to slow down. It has forced us to slow down. It has been something that we have been needing. It's been something that our planet has been needing for a hundred years. You know? Yes, I I can remember. Uh, I think Oprah narrated um, a planet Earth or something mm-hmm. like that and talked about it. Probably so. And if Oprah said it, but I mean, I think that for me personally, before self isolation, uh-huh. we had something going on pretty much every day. Pretty much every day. Yeah. And many of those days, we were out of the house oh, for one yeah. thing or another. Which many people are out every day because they're working, but we are a homeschool family, um, and still we were out almost yeah. every day. And even just looking at a calendar that's full of things makes me feel anxiety and stresses me out. And so, or just knowing that I have something else to do today, and I'm planning, you know, like <laughs> when am I going to take my shower and like even be ready to do be you, presentable? You don't sometime. put that on the calendar. Um, I. Not on the calendar. I put it on my to-do list. I'm being really? That's a good for idea. real with you guys. Sometimes, like showering, is on a checklist of things that I must do because I get a little funky I got smelling to, sometimes. I got to the point <laughs> here in quarantine where I I didn't have to put it on a calendar because your body was just reminding. Yeah, you. I mean, like here here yeah. was my gauge, and maybe you're with me on this, or maybe you can use this going forward. This one's free. I'm not going to charge you for it. When I, because I sit at a desk for 300 hours a mm-hmm. day, editing video and creating mm-hmm. online content and blah, 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 blah. Zoom meetings. All of that junk, right? 
because I'm a nerd and this is what nerds do. So when, um, whenever I would move my mouse mm-hmm. and I could smell my armpit, Ew, gross. that was I, w- I would literally That's not nasty. even. I'm not even joking. <sighs> I would say. If I was in a meeting or whatever, um, once we got to a stopping point or I would just say, hey, guys, I'll be right back. I'll go take a shower. <laughs> um, so that was that was my um, my barometer, uh, my my red alert. Your litmus test. Yeah. As it I didn't were. have it in a calendar, but well, I mean, was looking out for me. Bless up. I mean, it's kind of always been that way for me. Having lots of small children sometimes, especially when they're babies, you figure out that you just need less showers than you th- ever thought you did. But that's yeah. all that's all like way off topic. Is it though? I used to shower daily. Like every day I took a shower. I know. Yeah, and I know. Did mm-hmm. not happen during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I've loved just the less and almost no days do we have something going on. And this is really unpopular probably, yeah. especially considering we talked last segment about people wanting to get together for church, people wanting to do all these things together, where I'm like, I kind of love that church yeah. is, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, and then it, You're done. then we're done. Um, and, and we don't have Wednesday night stuff. Like we have other things that we're publishing online, but it's a more at our pace and I do them together with the kids. And you just said that today, like we I passed you in the hallway and you're like, I'm just really glad that we're not having to drive up to the church right now. I know because for us being church workers, any church event is, it's not a show up and then leave. It nah. is like you're there opening doors and then you're there locking doors. Shut that mother down. Cleaning all of the things, making sure everything is set up for the next group that needs to be there, etc. And it's a really long drawn out process and it's exhausting. And I'm I've been just I, I know that's not going to continue, but I've just been soaking it in. Oh yeah. Eating it up. And I think that all of us I realized that having that we need to fight for margin in our yeah. lives a little bit harder and maybe say like don't it's it's going to be hard to balance as we can be around each other again mm-hmm. not filling ourselves up to here again and yeah. taking some of this time that we're like man I didn't know I needed this you know yeah I don't I don't think that anybody would really argue with that um, but I mean, I know that a lot of people are ready to get back to it, but it has been good to just not have to, mm-hmm. you know, not that we're not doing ministry. It's not that we're not, you know, discipling people. It's just, I think to an extent, some of it comes from whether your attitude is we, I don't have to do this or I don't get to do this because if you're like, I don't get to, yeah. oh man, now I feel mad about it. Now Absolutely. I suddenly feel a void. Or if it's like, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, awesome. It's, yeah, we're going to be fine. Um, you, one of the things you mentioned that you appreciated was that we're doing different stuff. Yes, we most certainly are. And so here's the deal. The church for a very long time, and I know this because like I mentioned before and I've mentioned in every episode, I've been a part of it for a while. And that's like in an official capacity. So we have been going to church and doing church our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen it. We've we've understood what's happening. And in some way, shape, or form, I personally have worked in church technology, heavy air quotes around that second word, 
because sometimes it is tech and sometimes it's making tapes, um, which is, you know, diet tech, um, um, tech light. You said that all technology is technology. That's but that what was you said in, last that was, episode. That was in last the past. Episode. That was in the past. That like, Come on. You know anything about technology? What did you say? Technology? Like that the wheel is technology or something? I can't yes. remember what you yeah. said. I mean, so anyway, it's like you start to think about these things. And I am very grateful that the church has had to been stretched in this mm-hmm. time. Like we have had to adapt. No longer can we look at the way that we have been doing things. And that's okay. Because here's the deal. The people are no longer sitting in our church seats or in the pews coming to the building at all. They're just not there. So the Mm -hmm. major thing that most churches do, some churches only meet once a week. They just have Sunday morning service. Mm -hmm. Now you can't do that thing that you've always been doing the the way that that you've been doing it. Yeah. And I I think they're... That's the like extremely small operation side of it. We're mid size. We're like a small to mid. Yeah, our church runs about eight hundred to nine hundred people on a Sunday. I think there are things on a technology level, or at least online platform level, um, that we've been backburnering for a long time. We've oh, been yeah. putting off. Um, because there wasn't value seen in those things or it's like, yeah, it sure. Was novel. We're sure that there is value in it, but we feel it would be best to focus our efforts in this other area, yeah. which you always have to prioritize things. But suddenly, um, we've seen the shift where it's like, let's, let's pursue that. But, you know, and, and starting to get better yep. at some of those things, like developing these, a better, um, I, I think it's a good thing because ultimately, even before this all happened, there are there are people who only come online, and starting to think through how do we shepherd, yeah, in an online capacity, absolutely. Which has that's what you've been doing for a very long time, mm-hmm. even before Love Thy Nerd, before the previous organization, Game Church, that you were with, before yeah. any of that, you had been had this concept of shepherding people online um, and now it's just necessary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've been using this phrase, this is what we've been training for, like nerds around the world. Like this is what we've been working on, but in, in the church sense and me bringing that idea and I, I don't even want to use the word expertise though. I have been doing it for a while, but just, just this idea that um it's it's not just this novel idea of people are online. It's it's not just this idea of well, an online service would be good for for some of our members that might miss that Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's a like, sick church. Yeah, that's sick or vacation church. This this is not a safety net. This isn't. This is us reaching to the ends of the earth because that's what the internet does. Is it just goes out, um, and so. It's been good for me to see that develop and you know to be a part of that and to look at the things that that God has allowed me to be in our church to build it up so that it was ready to go even though we didn't know it when this hit. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no we can do these things. We have these tools. We've hired these people. We we have these ideas. We can do these things and we can produce them fairly quickly." You know, we've, we've started to, to work in this direction and I love what our church has been doing. And I love how even our church has progressed from when we started 
mm-hmm. quarantine to where we are now to the things that we're even talking about over the next you know month of of finishing out for our church for this. And so for me, the the bullet point that I wrote down was it's it's good to see us letting go of some tradition for tradition's sake. We've always done it this way. And that's just, it just can't be the case because there's going to come a time where our church staff read this book called Canoeing the Mountains. Mm -hmm. And I forget the name of the author, um, but the whole idea was about the journey of Lois and Clark and not the Superman show. We're talking about (laughs) actual Lois and Clark. Um, Not Lois and Clark, Lewis. Louis, Louis and Clark. Um, And so... The idea was that I believe it was the Appalachian Trail that they they were going through and that they were trying to map out and they took Sacagawea with them and all that stuff. You guys are kind of familiar, I'm I'm guessing, with the base story. Um, but what happened was they had been canoeing through all these places and up rivers and all this stuff, and they get to the top of a crest and they look over the side, and the terrain is vastly different. Mm-hmm. Almost everything is different from what A, they expected. They expected to basically find what they were looking for on the other side of that mountain once they, they you got over the, the top of the crest there. And it just created a, a bunch of new challenges for mm-hmm. them. So this it's idea. Not even plan B. There was, there no, was no. Scrap the plan. There was no plan letter that involved what they saw. Nope. Yeah. No appendix, no addendum, nothing, nothing that would fix this other than taking the plan that they had scrapping it and what they basically did was they left their canoes behind and then continued to traverse and go through the terrain and deal with the problems that were ahead of them Mm -hmm. instead of trying to deal with the problems ahead of them the same way they did the problems behind them because that strategy was just not going to work so they had to cut their losses yeah Yeah. and so i'm not saying that hey let's throw the baby out with the bathwater here like we don't need tradition like our our religion is based on tradition. It is. We have what we have because of the things that have happened. So I'm not saying that, but to me, it's very exciting to see the church adapt. To like, and this is, I'm not even talking like just globally, whatever. Like my church to watch us adapt to a problem and to meet the needs of our community and people around the world because we are no longer a church of just these four walls or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. if we even thought that we were, that has been blown out of the water since we have gone into the online church model, Mm -hmm. Um, which will not be the be all end all, but it's allowing us even now to have conversations about, man, how, how can we take this lightning in a bottle and use it going forward? Yeah. Because to, we've developed all of these things and then to, to not carry them forward would actually be irresponsible because oh, yeah. you you know you built a thing. I I see that as like you you develop. Um, there's this a weird Disney island that had all these birds and stuff on it. Like uh, I'll we can link it or something. But basically they 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 made a thing to be part of a Disney experience and then it didn't work out the way they wanted to and it just got abandoned. Oh, so then there's yeah. all this infrastructure yep. and it's very strange. It was just sitting there and then it's a waste. And so I think in likewise for many churches to have built this sort of infrastructure it's not going to stay the same because all the people who are making all the content are going to have to move on to different things but you've built a thing we need to 
continue to utilize the thing yeah, or else thing it's just working. a ghost, you know, yeah, of we, a thing. That we don't was. want to create digital ghost towns right. for sure. Yeah. For no reason. So not unnecessarily. Yeah. That's, that's been a thing that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. I think that to kind of piggybacking on that is that we've, we've seen certain skills develop or certain niches mm-hmm. develop and that, um, I think some people can continue in those. There are a lot of people when we were asking online, they have either picked up an old skill or they've learned a new skill. And for a lot of people, it's like baking, um, even fitness things or art um, because we have the time to do this. And yeah. once you have knowledge and you're developing skill, that goes with you for the rest of your life if you play your cards right. Yeah. So that's, I think, awesome. You know, yeah. if I have a YouTube craft channel that it will have been birthed um, from COVID-19 so we can, you know, future worlds, you can just look back on this time and feel yeah. grateful. I mean, it's <laughs> we say all the time necessity is the father in, of invention, right. you know, yep. so like I, I think that this has proven that to be to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing for me is that I would just I would like to continue out of this, taking it with us. I mean, just like letting it be a beacon that shines that nerd culture matters so much of the stuff that that i talked about earlier and will continue to talk about and herald and champion is that we the nerds online gaming board game culture whatever people that spend their time in an online space we had been training for this moment without knowing that this is what we were training for This wasn't the reason that we spent all of our time online, but it was because how we were spending that time that we were able to look at this and go, oh yeah, no, we we could totally stream this or we could totally do it this way or whatever. I started seeing a lot of the things that were happening in nerd culture start to happen in church and or secular culture. Like everything had to move online. Well, it's so it's sort of it wasn't necessarily training, but there was already kind of a lifestyle going on that involved yeah, training things is a that loose other people term. were having to pick up and are now becoming a lifestyle. So I think I think that why you resonate with this so much is that it's, you know, something that you always saw value in that certain other demographics are just now seeing some value in. Yeah, these were things like some of the, like streaming. Like these were things that we had to convince people was a good idea when it's like, I'm there are hundreds of thousands of people daily, millions of people, I'm like a single stream, hundreds of thousands of people that will watch somebody play a video game. And that's just a stupid video game. How many people have done right would experience Jesus and his love and the power of salvation if we could present it right in an online space. And it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe, I don't know. Well, I guess we could try it, you know. If it fails, then, you know, we'll say we told you so. But it's like we're coming out of this now and we can look at that and go, no, I think I think we've learned from these things. Like even <laughs> President Trump said today in one of the um, – one of the, uh, the COVID updates that he was doing was, you know, he thanked the nerds, like specifically he said, I think they're called nerds, you know, like, you know, it was, he, he said that. Now I want to hear this. I didn't hear it. Yeah. And he, he was talking about like the ventilators and stuff like that. And this is not a political statement. This is just like facts of what was said. So, 
um, he thanked the nerds for being able to figure out ventilators and how to get all that stuff going. And he was like, we wouldn't have known how to do that. Yeah. Had to lean on the nerds. And, you know, I, I appreciated that phrase that came out of his mouth in that moment because I think that other people need to be aware that we had a lot to offer in this situation. And what I would hate to see is again, for us to come out of this and then just go, okay, well, you know, go ahead and play your little video games, nerd. It's like, well, but it's so much more than that. Like we, this is, this is a way that that manifests is by playing video games. But remember the value in online community when it was all you had for some people, for some nerds, some people in the nerd culture that is all they have every day. So I just want to put that out there that I would love to see that appreciation of nerd culture move forward after this. Um, but hey, enough about what you care about, Anna, for the love. What about our people on Facebook? What have they been saying? Uh, well, I mean, they said kind of some of the – I tried to summarize a little bit of it. What we saw a lot was just loving, spending time with family. I think a lot of the stay-at-home um, parents yep. really enjoyed not being alone in parenting, Okay, you know, for the bulk of the day. A lot of us love having another person in the house. Yeah, we'll joke on you because I work at home all the time, so. Um, uh, just family time. A lot of people were appreciative of family, family time. I think there are a fair amount of people who are really have loved how alleviating all of the busyness, all of the frantically getting to somewhere and the toll that that's taken on um, the air we breathe and the resources that we consume <laughs> yeah. and how yeah. many people are on a road. Um, people are like, this traffic is amazing, right? Yeah. Seeing skylines is cool. My favorite meme is the the anti-pollution, anti-air pollution memes that are out there that's like, hey, people are staying home and now we can see X, Y, Z. My favorite of those is... Oh, people are staying at home more, and it's just so great to see the Star Wars credits. Yeah. And like the, <laughs> the credits of, in the sky. no light pollution. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is interesting. And as much as I want to carry that forward, I it's not going to because ultimately human beings are selfish and we'll do whatever we can for, like, convenience is king. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been it's been interesting to see the impact that that busyness has had, and yeah. that, and hopefully that might change the way we do a few things going forward. I think that that would be a healthy step for culture to make. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, everybody's really excited to get back to being together, but just the simplicity has yeah. been that was overwhelmingly the exciting wonderful thing for most people. I think the one answer that really was cool I um was a member of our community by the name of Chris Poirier who was talking about how He's going to be really excited that you said his name correctly. Yeah, you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome, Chris. I just call him Crispy because mm -hmm. it just Well, it's easier that way. He was saying that actually even though it's been kind of ouchy and kind of hurts that that's something that he hopes to carry forward is his awareness of the people around him yeah. in his community and to carry forward that empathy and that um 
the Bible calls it being tender-hearted, yeah. actually. So we're like, oh, tender-hearted, and we think precious moments, figurines, or whatever. But really, when something is tender, that's almost never a good thing. Yeah, unless um, it's meat. It, yeah, well, it it means something hurts. Like yeah. you just heightened sensitivity to everything. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we need to go too overboard with that. But that's what he's hoping to carry forward is his is the tender-heartedness that yeah, this has. Yeah, I think he specifically said broken heart, like. That, that his yeah, heart would know. stay broken uh, for his people and the people in his community, which I think is absolutely fantastic. We need to come out of this better than when we went into it. That's the that's the be all end all. Um, we mentioned a couple episodes ago that our pastor used the phrase that we don't want to return to normal. We want to get back to better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really what we should be doing. We should take and learn from these things. Like we talked about in the previous segment, what are the things that we do not want to carry out of this? And what we were talking about here, whether we mentioned your thing or not, what are the things that you do want to carry out of this that are positive? Mm-hmm. Leave behind the bad, take the good. And this is how we probably should be dealing with every event and thing that happens in our life. Um, but we don't really stop and think about it. We just experience it and move on. Sometimes it changes us, sometimes it doesn't. This is a thing that happened to the world. Mm-hmm. We have to. Like, we just have to come out of this thing for the better. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And we're going to be talking about the new vocabulary that we have come out with during this coronavirus season. And by we, Matt means we as a people, not we, he, and I. No, these are things that we sat down, Mo and I. (laughs) (laughs) We're starting new trends today. (laughs) Uh, No, let's see. The the idea that sparked this for me is that I saw a term that I had never seen before. And that was sharing zisses. Kisses with a Z. Right. And I'm like, what the heck is a zis? Sounds gross. It does. Sounds like a skin condition. It sounds like <laughs> your zits are kissing. <laughs> it's two pimply-faced teenagers kissing. It's, That's a zis. It's my 14-year-old. <laughs> oh, those were tough days. Yeah. Anyway, a zis is a Zoom kiss. A kiss over Zoom. A virtual kiss, as it were. One that you can't do in person because you're quarantined. So grandmas get zisses instead of kisses, is what I'm saying. Okay, I'm glad that you went with grandma. (laughs) This is not a a hookup term. (laughs) But that inspired me to go look up and see if we had curated uh, all the different um, actual terms and then... Slang terms based on uh, this time that we're all living in. So I'm going to read them. You you tell me what you think they are. Uh, Some of them are obvious, like this first one. Just Rona. It's the coronavirus. Just catching the Rona. Did you get the Rona? I got the Rona. We say it all the time in my house. (laughs) Every time somebody coughs or sneezes, got the Rona. (laughs) Get away from me, Rona. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, the next one. Corn... Teen. 
isn't that just another term for quarantine? Uh, it's an intentional misspelling of quarantine, often used in ironic commentary on what it's like to be at home during the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> that was coronavirus pandemic if you didn't catch it but it actually started visually as a pun where if you didn't want to type out quarantine they would use the corn emoji and then write teen quarantine, quarantine. we're in okay. quarantine and that's how that started that's fair <laughs> alright doom scrolling Doom scrolling. Yeah. Um, that is when you are scrolling through Netflix or Hulu to find um, zombie-related <laughs> television shows or movies. I mean, close idea, just wrong venue. It's <laughs> when you're you're you can't peel your eyes away from your phones and computers because you're constantly refreshing your feeds for the latest news about the pandemic. Hmm, okay. so it's people that are just so focused on. Are we going to die that they can't stop reading the news? Which would be my mother. That's my mother we're talking about. Judy. <laughs> we're going to be okay. <laughs> All right. Covidiot. Um, okay. This is someone who's just completely oblivious to COVID-19 and the issues it's bringing to our society. Uh, essentially, it's it's someone who disregards healthy and safety guidelines about the coronavirus because they refuse to get educated about hygiene and whatnot. The so, COVID yeah. idiot. COVID idiot. COVID idiot. COVID is another term. I kind of like that one. <laughs> uh, there's another term along the same line, so I won't quiz you on it, but it's uh, Moronavirus or Moronavirus. Moron and coronavirus. I'm not sure yeah, I don't like that it. one. But it's not, yeah, it's not Moron as clean. Moronavirus. It's not as clean. Moronavirus. Yeah. All right. Quarantini. Oh, that is your um, cocktail that you have at home mm -hmm, mm -hmm, while in mm -hmm. quarantine. That's exactly it. Uh, typically, the original Quarantini referred to a martini-like cocktail mixed with vitamin C-based dietary supplements, mm -hmm. but this was a concoction that predates the coronavirus that we're dealing with now. But yeah, it is, it is a more generic term for just alcoholic beverages consumed because you're stuck at home during mm -hmm. a pandemic. Uh, along the same lines is a uh, Corona Rita. Yeah. <laughs> But that actually, I believe, a Corona Rita might be a real thing. Like a legit real thing that you can get off of a menu where it's a margarita just made with Corona. Exactly. Uh, it is served with Corona brand beer for sure. Yeah. So you're right. It is a little bit different. I I'm not up not on the alcoholic. alcohol. <laughs> I'm, I don't drink like Mo does. I don't have a wine Listen, rack and artisanal beers. Hold up. Let me just say... <laughs> With doing our floors and moving our house around, I had to move our wine rack and I had to dust off all of the bottles that are on there because they've not been opened. So they're mostly for show. They are mostly just there for people who come over and peruse through my alcohol collection, apparently. Like my son when he was two years old. And busted. <laughs> took one off and dropped it. Wine everywhere. <laughs> We could not take that kid anywhere those first three years because he would break something everywhere we went. 
Johnny has not been that way. Thank the Lord. So, <laughs> and I have to tell you, I am the type of person that, like, when people come to my house, if you put your feet on my couch, you put your feet on my couch. If you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, when you're at my house, you're at home. It is not a big deal. There is nothing within my house that can be broken that I cannot replace. It's just what it is. Kids are going to break things. Well, for the longest time, Kara was like, Elijah is going to break something. Elijah is going to break another (laughs) bottle of wine. And then when they came to visit and y'all came over this last time, y'all left and she was like, Elijah is such a good kid. He has really grown up. I'm like, yes, well, he is five now. (laughs) He he is a big boy. He's no longer a toddler toddling through my wine collection. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. He will forever be known as the the wine breaking toddler. Next term in our Corona vocabulary, Zoom bombing. Oh, so that is when someone's on a Zoom and you have your family members behind you face bombing, <laughs> but it's it's Zoom. Not quite. Oh. Uh, Zoom bombing is an actual phenomenon and where... And I think they've started to fix this now since it became a problem. But because so many people started doing Zoom, it was really easy to infiltrate a meeting that you are not a part of. Really? Yeah. And so this was actually happening with a lot, which is the main reason I never started doing this. This was happening with a lot of recovery groups that were trying to do online recovery. Is that wow. people would sneak into that Zoom meeting and then at some point just start being... Obscene, violent, uh, throwing up offensive words. Uh, I believe there were reports of even like people putting child pornography and stuff in these meetings. Really? Like terrible, terrible things. Wow. Most of it was just pranking and, you know, being teenagers, but some of them were rough. That's so. But they would go into like 12 step groups and sit there drinking a beer, you know, Hmm. visibly on camera. Wow. Purposefully. Just. That's where all the terrible people came out, right there. Well, then. Those are the people we should put in jail. You know. Not the barbers. <laughs> Hashtag fact. Um, so have you not done any Zoom during this quarantine? Uh, just there was one um, thing that my, my wife's work did, some camaraderie event where we were all racing to build a puzzle first. And so we had a little Zoom meeting there, but that's it. Okay. I had an interview over Zoom, Mm. which I'm just thankful that the people who were interviewing me personally know me because my camera wasn't working and I could not figure out how to get the camera working. Um, I have done a couple Zoom things. The Bible study group that I'm a part of, we that's how we met was through Zoom. We continued our Bible study and the camera was working fine. For weeks. And then the day that I have to log in to do this interview, all of a sudden, the camera doesn't want to work. And then we had a VBS Zoom meeting along with that like a week later, and the camera still isn't working, which I was so thankful and grateful for (laughs) because my eye roll was big on this day. And so I could see everybody else's eye roll clearly. (laughs) I was watching, but no one could see mine. (laughs) It was lovely. Yeah. All right, the next one is uh, be 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 gentle with this one. Okay, though. it's quarantine and chill. <laughs> it is just 
it's the reason why we're gonna have a whole new generation of kids in about Hold eight up. months. Hold up. But I have to say, and I have seen this. It someone started this and it is probably the most brilliant thing that I've seen through this entire quarantine. Someone originally said we're gonna have a big baby boom of quarantinis, you know. Mm-hmm. But it will only be firstborn children because anyone that already has children is doing everything in their realm of capacity to not have another child right now (laughs) if you are quarantined at home with any children at all you will not be having another (laughs) and we all know that's right yeah so the terms that they have come up with those uh with for those children will be uh, like what they will be called when uh-huh. they're born and then when they're teenagers and whatever. Okay. Coronials, yeah. quarantines, and corona babies. Those are the three terms. I like quarantinis better. Quarantinis is the drink. We already went over this. But <laughs> I don't, yeah, I like quarantinis. Maybe that's why I like quarantinis better. All right. A COVID divorce. Um, when you decide that you and your spouse just cannot make it, and so therefore you decide that you're getting divorced, but nothing's open, so you can't file for divorce right now. So I mean, similarly, it's it's when being stuck in quarantine with your spouse has made you realize that you hate them, which is really sad. It's a sad one. <laughs> this is a sad term. <laughs> this, this is taking a dark turn Yeah, real quick. We went from quarantine and chill to... <laughs> okay. What is it? What? COVID divorce. COVID divorce. Sharing the D, cramming it together. So, co- no, stop it. <laughs> you stop it right now. I don't even want to go to the next term because you're gonna make it dirty as well. <laughs> and that would be zumping. It is not replacing an H, so do not go there. <laughs> so it's not Zoom. No. no. It is not Zoom lovin'. relations. <laughs> Zoom loving. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> this is a blend of Zoom and dumping. Ew. This is when you. Ew. No, not that either. <laughs> it's when you break up with someone. Oh, that over kind video of conference. <laughs> It's been over 16 years since I've been dumped, okay? (laughs) That's not where my mind goes. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Gross. And I have friends that would totally zump in in that regard. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I can't play these games with Mo. I just can't do it. Listen. I didn't go to the relational zooming, okay? Uh, Coronacation. Corona, oh. Not, it's not replacing porn. Okay. I didn't think it was. It's a vacation, but like a staycation, essentially. Yeah, coronavirus compelled staycation due to canceled... Classes, shifts, or actual vacations. Yeah. Which is why people are buying swimming pools. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Okay. That might be all from that list. 
So the next list we have is really get off of here because you're using an ad blocker. We're not going to let you look at this fine daily mail. You rude website. Now I got to wait for it to reload. Ah, so frustrating. We're live right now being just listen. This is what it has been like during. During, during during coronavirus and trying to do a there we go. Uh, renovation because we are constantly being put on hold by Lowe's. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Phone, phone, making, making any kind of uh, phone call or order or anything. Like I've noticed Amazon, you know, we pay for Prime and that's supposed to come with like free two-day shipping. Not happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's at least a week and a half mm-hmm. for anything, which I get. You know, I'm not angry at them, but just everything slowed now, which is a bummer. Okay. few more here from the Daily Mail. Uh, Illusional. When you have been at home for so long because of the coronavirus that you start to become delusional. <laughs> it says, having delusional or strange thoughts due to the pandemic. So, yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. Uh, Corona Bay. Um, it's where we're all going to go on vacation when this is all <laughs> said and done. <laughs> this would be the partner you are quarantining with. Oh. My Corona Bay. <laughs> Make me gag. A drivecation. When you just go on a drive to get away. <laughs> uh, yeah, that or maybe a mobile home parked somewhere. Like in a Walmart parking lot. We have, I've seen a lot of those at our Walmart lately. A lot of people in their RVs. Like that's how they're dealing with it. Now's a good time to have a... An like RV? A dri- like a big driving RV. So here's the thing. Unless you're in a state like New Mexico, because we've shut all of our state parks down for overnight camping, which is why people are choosing Walmart to to overnight camp in. But thankfully, we're just 15 minutes from the Texas border. So, you know, we can can go over there and camp (laughs) if we want. Uh, Let's see here. A uh, isobar. Oh, man. Um, this is your wine rack at home. It's your isolation bar. Exactly. That's hey! exactly what it is. A uh, fridge well stocked with alcohol to get you through the pandemic. Your isolation bar. <laughs> Iso bar. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I've got one more, and this one is actually German. Okay. And it's called hamster coughing. It is when you cough like a hamster because you've been in a cage for so long. <laughs> no, it's uh, actually stockpiling food like a hamster. So coughing oh. is spelled K-A-U-F-I-N-G. So I have no idea what that actually means translated. But but yeah, the that's their slang term for stockpiling food during the coronavirus. Interesting. Yeah. There needs to be like a... Uh, what would, well, let's see. See, I can't think of how to say it without it sounding like nation. Corona or vacation. Coronavation. 
Corona. You can't say coronation because that sounds like coronation. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the same thing. Corona. Coronavation is the only thing that I can think of. Coronavation. It sounds like renovation. Well, it's the renovations that you oh, have okay. been forced to do. Yeah, that would work. Coronavation. Yeah, yep. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Why aren't we using that? Because yeah. nobody's doing that kind of work except you guys. You guys are the crazy ones. Everyone else is realizing that they've been lying to themselves their whole lives when they say, I'd do that if I just had the time. Nope, you wouldn't. See, <laughs> I am that person. I am so that person. And I've been like, Chris has said, I we would do that if we had the time. And I'm like, we got the time. <laughs> We're doing it. Sorry for you. You knew this when you married me. This one's good though. Like this one, I really, I really like. Yeah, I, I feel solid about it. But I'm I wrote gonna be a honest. Lot of it, so <laughs> I'm I like, biased. I like all of our episodes. Um, we we have complete total control over what we do in our episodes. Yes, complete creative control. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But yeah, that's true. This week, real quick, before we even get started, in instead of playing a game and all that stuff, what we want to do is we want to bring to you some of the most dot 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 i'll let you decide what the word is going to be quarantine life hacks yeah they questionable are they are they are yes they somewhat people did these things whether or not you should do them is well we'll let you decide (laughs) (laughs) and you will because you you will okay so first one and if you guys have seen these I just hope that you have. If not, we are going to make the links available in the show notes. If you go to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds, we've got show notes on every episode. We will have all this here. Don't you worry about it. We may not have anything else in the show notes. I'll make sure <laughs> these links are there. All right, so the first thing, some of them. you were talking about masks earlier. Yes. Right, like how long does it take you to make a mask? One of your masks. One of my masks, I don't actually know now. When I first started doing them, it took me 20 minutes. To make a single mask. Yeah. Now you're probably in the 5 to 10 range. Uh, no. Two minutes. I don't <laughs> I'm making them assembly lines, so yeah. it's very difficult it's, it's hard for to, me to know. Okay, yeah. so it was about 20 minutes a mask. Mm-hmm. And that's sewing machine, that's fabric, that's mm-hmm. learning how to read a pattern. Yeah, that was like cutting. I think that might have been cutting the fabric as well. So A, a lot of things. You, I could not have done this. That's probably true. Yes. Some people can't. But you know what I can do? I can make a face mask out of a diaper. (laughs) And if you're wondering, how does that work? Welcome to the internet. (laughs) This this one's on the light web. You don't have to go to the dark web for it. This lady. I'm trying to remember. She. It was it was like a a hefty diaper. This wasn't like a. She cut a hole. 
in the butt in the crotch of the diaper somehow mm-hmm. and was able to that was large enough to get her head in. yeah she got her head in there it must have been a big diaper or she has a very small head and then she like <laughs> so yeah so just imagine there's a hole in the a neck hole in the bottom of a diaper like the the center of a diaper she puts that over her head and then basically just like velcros the, it onto her pulls the crotch over onto her face her head yeah the crotch on, but, and the butt goes over the top of her head did, no it didn't was go it over come it. around it the just back came around the back it has natural velcro like yeah so it just stick them however i'm like lady the whole point of those things is that nothing gets through them not air, not water. Like, there's a reason children rash, and that is oh, because yeah. air does not touch. Yeah, I can't wait for my face yeah. to get diaper that's rash. Like, that's like those. one of the one of the main rules of diapering your kid is like let them breathe. Well, sometime. maybe maybe if you like squeeze some talcum powder in there. Oh no 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 no. Or some. Uh, that's actually some butt really paste. dangerous for your lungs. Put by some the butt way. paste on talcum. your. Is it is it more dangerous than coronavirus? It might be equally as dangerous. I am not even kidding. It's not well, good for you. We'll find out in a year. <laughs> so there you go. Diaper, you could do that. Diaper face if mask. If you cannot find a mask or make one out of a t-shirt, everyone. <laughs> just throwing hey, that out there. That's not on this list. That I'm di- just, that didn't make this. Because this that's may my as job well, right now. This right here may as well be like the, the Darwin Awards for coronavirus that's life true. hacks. Yeah, that's, okay. That's okay. a better idea of what this is. All right. Okay. Next thing. I don't know if you guys saw this. I really hope that you How did. How are you going to put the link? Because I didn't see this. You just were like, oh, I the, found it. the thing. The, I know where, yeah, I saw that. I, I 100% saw this. Okay. This is the thing. There was a guy, he was in like a, a Lowe's or a Home Depot or something like that. And I'm, I don't remember if it was called, I'm calling it the social distancing hat because he was out in public, but he was wearing like a headband and coming off of the headband were pool noodles, like full size <laughs> pool noodles. To keep people at a distance. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that they were kind of sloping down. Uh huh. So it was probably less than the recommended feet. So more like an feet. octopus hat. Yeah. I mean, people. I think it was still effective. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I see that guy strolling down the aisle, Stay away I'm gonna from be like, guy. I'll just, I'll go find yeah, batteries no in thanks. the aisle. Yeah. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, didn't need the light bulbs today. Saw some other less tasteful um, measures with, for some of those things, which I will not say. I'll tell you about them later. Okay. But Well, thanks for bringing it up on the show. Have, <laughs> people have a lot of ways <laughs> to try and keep people away from them. One of them also, it's not a social distancing hat, but I shared this on my business page because <laughs> it was a, like a sewing thing. Uh-huh. Um Civil War era hoop skirts. It's like that's about six feet. How do you? Who has one of those? Civil War reenactors. Oh, get out! <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> They're like, hey, look, social distancing the old-fashioned way. Hey, here's another one. A lot of masks, right? Because like that's the big thing that's going around. Mm-hmm. A bra mask. Yes, yes, Which I've seen that one multiple times. I don't really know what side of like crazy or genius this one actually falls on (laughs) so i'm gonna need a little bit of help i think they cost too much money and i would not want to cut one up that's what i think that's fair that's a that's an expensive mask that's that's fair those those things are pretty expensive but if you could like i don't know 
Maybe you don't go to the Goodwill and pick one up. I don't. Oh no. Oh. I don't know. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I. I mean. The lady in the picture seemed happy. <laughs> she. She seemed like she was just living her best life now. I don't even know what to say. Well, we also have pets, right? Like I heard a story the other day about a cat that caught coronavirus. Oh. And then Marco, just today, as I'm playing Animal Crossing, which I'm wont to do, she sits on the back of our couch and she starts going, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm like, are you about to, up a you about to cough up a hairball or do, are you trying to give it? Because I'm not here for that. Like, if a cat can catch it and you're doing that, I'm going to have to have you so tiny masks. Marco is the least of your concerns. She never goes outside. She has been social distancing for way longer than any of us. But those other hood cats keep coming in and out of the house. You never know. You never know. Uh, Needless to say, I did not play around. I put her on the ground and got her away from me. (laughs) Um, Hopefully on a hard surface. Uh, But we we also have a dog, right? uh Uh-huh. You know, and he doesn't need to be walked because he hates it. Um, he's not a big exercise animal. No, no, no. He's got little sausage legs. It's he not does. His fault. It's kind of sad. Just good genes. He cannot. He's not going to run any marathons with anyone. That's nah, for sure. Nope. Definitely not going to do that. <laughs> not even a mile. Some people are he like, oh, he my cannot dog. Do it. Oh, my dog just likes to get out there and run. Um, our dog <laughs> does not. No, he's not a Rhodesian Ridgeback or he is content uh, to just lay or any of that. Yeah, uh, one time I did try to take him running with me. This Almost was a very him. long time ago. <laughs> Almost had to bury that dog. He slept for like three days. I don't know what happened, but I never did it again because yeah. I was like, I think I broke him. Yeah, you. I think you gave him arth- arthritis cannot, that day. He cannot do it. Anyway. But if you do have a dog or a cat or a gerbil or an iguana or whatever that needs to be walked, mm-hmm. um, the internet has proven to me that all you need is a drone. Yeah. You just yep. get out there. Hook it up with a leash. Fly that thing around. Yep. Maybe How only small. that dog not terrified of that? They make a They're really loud. alarming sound. They're it's loud. Like, like the sound of a hornet, but like times 50, like by you. I don't know. You know? Like I, I think that that had to have been just like the most well-behaved animal. Maybe period. he's just used to it. Maybe that person has been walking that dog with a drone since it was a puppy. Maybe. It was a small dog. It he looked was tired like tired of going outside with it so many times, so looked like a little Pomeranian or something like that. Now you're not going to put your Great Dane and get out there and <laughs> put a great drone Dane on is it. Like, uh no, you're going to go where I tell you. Yeah, to go. it's going to pull that thing down and use it as a chew toy. Um Okay, last but not least, and then and then we'll get on with the rest of the show well, and take a break. Well, hold on. Here. There was one that's not on here, but we did see was like a mask thing where you basically just cut apart a milk carton or like a water jug. Uh, a water jug is what I saw. And just put the whole thing on your head, the yeah. whole thing. I guess that would be more of a face shield than a face mask. Yeah, that's a it, different thing. It's a it, it's probably a portable you should use guard. both of them. Yeah, bra mask. Water jug, bra ma- shield, diaper, bra mask, <laughs> water jug, and then you die. And, and, and then you, that's how you die. Walk yourself with a drone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and social distancing hat. Yes. This is like you're gearing up. 
This is prepper stuff. This is a big deal. Yeah. Okay, that was a good one. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot about that. Um, last but not least, uh, toilet paper is not such a big deal anymore, but it was rough in the streets early on. Okay, like the history books are going to talk about the yeah the toilet paper. Weird. Okay, bidets were a big thing. People were stopping buying all the toilet paper, and they were trying to get bidets. I full disclosure mentioned it like day one about a bidet about a bidet. What did we used to say about bidets? We used to have an inside joke with some people about bidets, but yeah, I can't remember what the phrase was. Probably hilarious. <laughs> uh, I do know that we had a. Um, it was. It's pronounced bidet. That was. That's a, a Facebook <laughs> memory that comes up. Yes. Every year. Uh, okay, but people were like Amazon didn't have them in stock for a while, and they were hard to get, or they're just too expensive. I think they're too weird. That's this what I think. one. I don't think this is an appropriate place to talk about how phenomenally awesome a bidet is. Um, so I'll, I'll let you guess what my standpoint is on that. But um, if you couldn't find one, there were people on the internet that were literally duct taping shower heads to their toilet. Ew. That sounds like a nightmare. Why wouldn't, by the time you, I don't want to. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It's a water pressure issue at that point for me. Further into this than we are already. Bidets, bidets I'm have just, a specific purpose. I'm just, just gonna put why? a specific uh, purpose, and they're very good at what they do. Um, shower heads are designed <laughs> to wash your whole body, and I don't want to wash my whole body <laughs> from underneath. <laughs> I on the toilet. I think I'm just, this needs to end. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, if push came to shove, you just get your shower head and mm, get a little mm, duct tape, mm, and there you go. Nope. Nope. So, I hey. don't like that. Hey, I'm just putting this out there for you guys. These are some some life hacks for the quarantine. Mm. For l- yes. little, so little extreme social use distancing Use these here. at your own risk. And, uh... Let us know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, also, if you need toilet paper, just ask for toilet paper. <laughs> There's no need for all this. I that was that that gave me hope. It was like if we did run out of toilet paper, spoiler alert, we did not run out of toilet paper. We have leftover toilet paper. We had well, cause the day I had already told a friend that we were getting a little low and and that day, that same day, I was able to find some. So then we had like two packages. Yeah. And so then I felt bad, like a hoarder, like like the, I was part of the problem. I just stopped pooping. <laughs> that, mm, see, we gotta stop. All together. We gotta stop because I could go down this rabbit hole <laughs> and I'm saying no. Yeah. Just no. So it's been a been a been a weird week. Started off really weird. Why has it been a weird week, Matt? <laughs> I I don't understand. I really don't. So let's see. Let me hear it. We had recorded all of our uh, episodes for last week, last Saturday. 
and a couple hours after we recorded where you know we're in this small space and we're facing each other we're like four feet apart yakking for four straight hours spit flying everywhere breathing in who knows what can't wear masks when you're recording because it muffles all of the words and the sound get a call hey I hate to tell you this, but we just got informed that we might have been exposed to someone with COVID-19. So, do with that what you will. (laughs) Completely throwing a wrench into my whole life right then and there. I need you to know, okay? The person who called me and told me was like, I have to give you some really bad news, and I am so sorry, and I feel so bad. And I was like, it's okay, you know? We were apparently exposed our very first stinking week back at church. (laughs) Topher did sound and was in the sound booth with someone who, Topher is my oldest son, if you don't know. He was in the sound booth with someone who apparently tested positive for COVID. So then the media director had to call me and let me know that this this is what has happened. And until her test results come back or 14 days from exposure, we weren't allowed to go back to church, which is like the weirdest thing to me ever. <laughs> you can't come to church. Um, so then I sat there and I struggled with whether or not to call and tell you. <laughs> because if you don't know Matt, he is the biggest worrier in the world. He yeah. freaks out over almost everything. Freaks out is not the correct word. He totally freaks get, out over I everything. I get extremely anxious. Freaks out. <laughs> freaks out implies like a loud panic. I just not get it. I get a quiet anxiousness. Okay, <laughs> Matt is quiet in his freaking out, but he's freaking out. Um, and so I battled back and forth. Do I tell Matt? Do I not tell Matt? (laughs) The only reason I didn't want to tell Matt was because I didn't want for him to have to worry if it ended up being nothing. And I do appreciate that thought. But then I thought, well, if we come back, if the test results come back positive and then we have to go get tested, then it's really going to, like, I'm going to feel really guilty. Yeah, then I've been mad really bad. Exactly. So I just sucked it up and did the right thing and called and told him. And I told him, don't freak out. It's probably nothing, but. (laughs) And what does he do? Look, I'm sorry. Apparently he's told everybody because now everybody's judging us for recording. And this is why. This is why I'm in the predicament that I'm in having to sit in. Uh, not our normal recording space and I'm super uncomfortable and I don't like where I am right now. And it's all because too many people have too many opinions. That's all it is. Deja told me to get one of those plexiglass walls like they have at the grocery store. I would have rather you said, you know what, Mo, we're canceling recording. Nah. I would have rather that? that instead of me feel like I'm some kind of leper yes <laughs> golly geez we've all been exposed at this point listen that's true unless there's you no, are a no hermit way. and yeah. you're staying home 
We've all been exposed. And it's likely Guaranteed. a lot of us had it already. Yeah. I know I've had it. <laughs> I'm just telling. No, I'm dead serious. When we went on our cruise, mm-hmm. our whole family, just before, during, and just after, we all were sick. We've had it. Okay. So I'm, I might have brought this up before uh, in a previous show. But I don't know if you remember last year, I think I told I told you about a day where I woke up in the middle of the night with an intense stomach cramp like I was going to throw up. Positive. You know, you're in that mode where you just know, okay, this is happening. You know, when you're having to accept, I'm going to be throwing up here. Trying to get ready for it. Lasted for about 15 minutes. And then it just went away. I never threw up. I was really dizzy. I was really nauseous. I don't remember this. Okay. Well, it sound, it was awful. Okay. But it lasted for 15 minutes, and then it went away. Three days later, Daedra is reading uh, bedtime stories to Eli, and she gets super dizzy, has to stop and go sit down on her bed, our bed, <laughs> her separate bed from the, in her <laughs> own room. Um <laughs> And she starts feeling really nauseous, nauseous, and she gets up to go to the bathroom. I said, are you going to throw up? She goes, I think so. And she goes in there, and she sits on the floor and just waits for it to happen. And it never does. Fifteen minutes later, it goes away. She never feels sick again, has no idea what that was. It came on completely suddenly and left just as suddenly. And then two days after that, my mother is telling me, last night I had a weird thing happen where I just got really dizzy and felt like I was going to throw up. And then about 20 minutes later, it just kind of went away, and I was able to go back to sleep. And I feel fine today. And so I'm, like, thinking, is this, was this just, like, it was either, well, that, that's what convinced us that maybe we had this. Maybe this was just the weak COVID-19 strain that was like, hey, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. And then Ready our, yourselves. <laughs> then our body was like, nah, and walked away. But either that or it's just we caught the. The 15-minute flu, which I've never heard of before. Uh, that's 48 hours, 24-hour. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of those. I've had a 12-hour flu before, yeah. which was the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing of you wake up, you're fine, you start to feel sick, and then it goes away before you even go to bed that yeah. night. Like I was throwing up all day, everything, dizzy, and then it just was gone. And you had a great night's sleep. Had a great night's sleep yeah, and I've woke up feeling refreshed. Too. Yep. <laughs> And you almost wake up like untrusting, like I woke up feeling right. fine yesterday and all of a sudden I felt like garbage and my whole day was ruined. Is the same thing going to happen today? Devil's trying to trick me. Yep. <laughs> so I want you to know I purposely kept it quiet. I didn't tell a whole lot of people. One, because it's my kid. And I hate, like, people knowing information about my children that I personally did not voluntarily give you, that you just heard. I hate that. I got a text message (laughs) on Sunday. Are you not quarantining? Wasn't Topher exposed? Why do you know my kid's business? You are not an everyday part of my life. You do not need to know my child's business. Mind your own business. That's it. (laughs) That's all. But whatever. 
I purposely kept it quiet, and you had to go and tell people. I had to tell my boss because I work at a church. You didn't have to. I did. Mm -hmm. I had to ask what I needed to do. It was fourth party exposure at that point. And I told him that, and he said, yeah, and I'd be absolutely fine with it, but I know it's going to, if it happens to get out in the church, it's going to freak people out. And so I said, all right. No, instead it freaked everybody out when Matt wasn't here on Sunday. <laughs> Wait, why isn't Matt here? Matt's not ever here unless it's an emergency. Oh, yeah, he, and he announced it. He didn't announce the whole story, but he just said it's possible that he has had some sort of exposure, and so it's very unlikely that uh, he was actually exposed to it, but he's just going to be overly cautious until we know for sure. And so that's what happened. For anyone who cares, <laughs> test results came back negative. Everybody's good. We Chain are broke. All We're fine. Taken care of. <laughs> COVID has no place here. But you Ugh. know, it, but it really did make me think because I haven't really been in this position yet. Yeah. Of of actually worrying that I'll get it. There's always that overarching idea of well, if you go to the grocery store, you almost. Certainly you're going to run into somebody that had it or touch something that had it and they didn't know they had it, you know, because yeah. you, you don't know. A lot yeah. of people just don't know if they had it or not. That's what I'm saying. And um, yeah, so having that actually come into a little bit more of a reality of, oh, goodness, well, if Topher caught it, there's no way he didn't give it to his mom over the course of this week. And then if Mo caught it, we've been spitting at each other for four hours. There's no way I didn't breathe in. Whatever she was spitting out. So I only have that one chain link to rely on. That one chain link has to be <laughs> broken or we all definitely have. <laughs> so I've also got to say, had it been either of my other two children, I would have been a little more concerned. Okay. But it was my very introverted, very mm. antisocial, very much a teenager <laughs> child who was exposed, he, when I told him, when I said from the get-go, Topher, listen, this is what's happening, this is the deal, he said two things. Number one, he said, okay, I want to go get tested right now. Mm. And I was like, you can't really go get tested. He's like, I want to know. If I have it, fine. I'll do what I have to do. But if I don't have it, I want to be able to continue living my life. I don't want to worry all week long until we find out whether or not I've got it. And I was like, okay, that's valid. Number two, he said, I don't even remember seeing him in the sound booth. <laughs> the guy who was with him, who, who ended up testing positive, Topher was like, Mom, I don't think that he worked with me. I don't remember seeing him. This is how antisocial my child is. <laughs> he was just as far apart as we are now from this guy. He's at, just focused on his own job. At least twice. <laughs> because now this, the job of the guy was to do like the running stuff yeah. for the media, you know, making sure this camera was working and going here and going here. And so he wasn't directly in the sound booth, but there were a couple times, number one, the morning meeting, first of all, mm. where they talk and they all discuss what the jobs are and what they're doing. He was in the sound booth with the guy at the time. <laughs> so I knew right away that the exposure time was very limited, but I also knew that my 14-year-old spends 98% of his time in his room, 
by himself. Yeah. I have to force him to come out of his room. <laughs> so my exposure potentiality just limited to was very rides. small. <laughs> <laughs> was very small at that point. So even I was like, well, if it's any of my kids, I'm glad it's that one because he stays the furthest from me all the time. We hope you enjoyed the Back Row Morning Show mixtape featuring the Morningside Hug with Matt and Mo and Church Nerds with Bubba and Anna. Catch both shows on Back Row Radio at 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time with the Morningside Hug Monday through Thursday and Church Nerds every Friday. To join in the fun with the Morningside Hug hosts, find their Facebook group, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com and join in the fun. And for more about Love Thy Nerd, the ministry behind Church Nerds, and so, so much more, visit lovethynerd.com and follow at Love Thy Nerd on all the socials. Follow at Back Row Radio everywhere too. And of course, keep your stream set to Back Row Radio 24-7-365 for the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie from the 90s to now.